0: Thanks for joining us at Who Told You That? I'm Dr. P. I'm Tessne P. And we are just so thrilled that with all the gazillion podcasts out there that you've decided to give us a go. Yeah,
1: definitely. We're very excited to
0: have you here. We are. We know it's never been easier to access science. Cracky, you can find a million science podcasts, a bazillion science TikToks, but we're worried that quantity is not the same as quality. And it's pretty hard sometimes to work out what stuff is worth exploring and what stuff is worth ignoring.
1: Yeah, I think that with the amount of content out there, whether it's TikToks or YouTube videos or just misinformation that spreads super quickly, it's so easy to find not great information and sometimes hard to decipher what's legitimate versus not so I think that's what we could help with hopefully.
0: Perhaps we should tell our listeners how we came up with this idea because it was born out of our own experience wasn't it?
1: Yeah absolutely I work in social media so I have a TikTok and I'm on there for work and also at the end of the day I definitely go on it myself to unwind and I noticed that I was getting a ton of videos but it was sometimes really hard to tell if something was legitimate or not especially when it comes to health and fitness stuff. So I would send you, mum, these videos constantly asking, mum, is this right? Should I be drinking alkaline water? Mum, is this right? Should I be exercising according to my menstrual cycle? And I just felt like I was getting bombarded with information, but at times it was really hard to tell if it was legitimate or not. And so that's where this idea came from, because after a while it wasn't just me asking, it was my co-workers asking me to ask you and my friends asking, because we were finding it really hard to figure out what was helpful, accurate information versus misinformation
0: yeah I think that you're good at knowing if something passes the smell test you're good at identifying the tricks that people use to get something to for instance go viral would you say
1: yeah because I've worked in social media and marketing for a few years now I can definitely tell when someone's using certain tactics to make a video go viral or maybe to push some element of it while not necessarily focusing on the facts or the studies or anything like that but sometimes I can get a funny feeling about a video and feel like it might be a bit deceptive, but not have that science background to back up why it's maybe not quite right.
0: Well, you'd get in touch with me. And then sometimes I, well, I'd like to think quite often I was able to say why it wasn't so great. But sometimes I couldn't. Between us, we could work out using various legitimate resources, what was not quite right about and that's in actual fact one thing worth pointing out. We're not aiming to throw TikTok presenters under the bus, and we're not aiming to be the fount of all knowledge. We're really going to go on a voyage of discovery through these individual videos and talk about what's great, what's well researched, what's science that's well established. And we're going to try and help our listeners develop their analytical skills as well, so that ultimately people will go away from us, not just with answers that we've given, but being better able to find answers themselves.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: What we're going to be trying to do is help everybody find their inner scientist, because I truly believe you may have hated science in school. You may have thought, you know, you're rubbish at science, but actually people do have good scientific skills. They just don't realise that. Maybe they don't have the scientific vocabulary, so they think that they're not good at science. But I'm going to make you tell our listeners now the story of the car because you know I love this story. You do. I think it might
1: be one of your favorite stories. I, I love it. So what was happening was I had a car, a little Jeep Wrangler that I was paying $350 a month for in a car payment. I know. My mother's
0: inhaling deeply here.
1: I know I had to be honest, I couldn't lie to you or our listeners, but yes, I was paying $350 a month for the car payment plus $150 a month for car insurance. And so before I'd even put gas in the car, I was looking at $500 a month just for the car to sit in the parking garage. As I was walking to work each day, I lived very close, and I was walking to the grocery store and walking to the gym, I kind of started to think that maybe this $500 a month was not the best investment. And so I started tracking every single walk, every single bike ride, every single car journey. And what I realized was it was actually way better for me to sell the car and just Uber, bus, walk and bike than it was to own the car. So I sold it.
0: Goodness gracious, that's so not what our society is about. But you collected, I mean, here's the D word. What's the D word that you were collecting there? Oh, data. Yes. Oh, we scientists love data. We try to make our decisions based on collecting lots of data. And you might not have, well, I'm sure you didn't call it data. But that's what you were doing. You were collecting data and then making an informed decision based on the data. And that's what we really want to be doing ourselves with this podcast, but also helping other people develop their data collection, data analysis skills.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's really important because... I really didn't consider myself a scientist and I actually really didn't like science at all in school. But it was after you pointed some of the stuff out that that's just like running an experiment. You know, I was controlling how many variables I was changing. I was tracking all of the data and then I was comparing that data against my needs and all of that.
0: And so that I was really conducting a little science experiment there oh my gosh, so we've gone from the D word now to the V word. Variables. Just (laughs) love it. And you mentioned not changing too many variables at once, because then if we change lots of variables and we get fatter or we get fitter or blah, 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 then if we've changed lots of variables, we can't say which of those variables is really responsible for the change, for instance, in our health. So, Absolutely, we're going to be careful with our use of scientific jargon. That's not what we're trying to do in this podcast. We're not trying to get everybody talking in sciencey speak. But one of the things I think we will do with that jargon is, is show people that sometimes TikTok presenters will use jargon and make it seem terribly scientific and maybe a bit frightening. But natural fact, if you break down those words, you realise eh, that's just words. You know, it's just a scientist's way of making something sound pretty fancy. And actually, it's a pretty simple idea.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I've noticed that some creators and not necessarily they do this maliciously, but they rely on people not necessarily understanding those terms. So they might reference some study or a hypothesis or correlation, all these words that when you actually break it down, the results might not be as they're presenting them. They might reference a study, but not point out this study was done with only three individuals. And so that's a useless study and that kind of thing.
0: That's a great point. It's unlikely that we're going to review video and say yeah there's nothing that's useful that's nothing that's true in this video. That's pretty unlikely. It's far more likely that we are going to say the science in this part of the video is is very good. It's very well established. But then they've extrapolated or they've used this science in such a way that isn't supported. I mean, you sent me a video last night talking about cortisol and that cortisol does the things the presenter talked about. But would you like to say a little bit more about what that presenter then did with that information?
1: Yeah, well, that was what was really interesting was the video itself didn't feel like an ad for anything. It just felt like your big sister trying to help you out on losing belly fat because that was kind of the gist of the video was if your cortisol's out of whack then that's why you have this belly pooch but what's interesting is I looked at the comments and first comment on there was oh my goodness this is so helpful this is me you know this is my problem and the creators first comment back was great you can click the link in my bio to purchase the course on how to fix this and so even I wasn't blatantly obvious in the video she was very quick there to try and sell her own program at which point makes you wonder was this person actually giving me helpful advice or were they just trying to sell a program
0: and so we're not selling anything are we nobody's giving us any money but if we ever do for instance have any any sponsors or have any vested interest in something we're talking about we are going to be very front and center about that it's never going to be something that you find. Only if you dig down through the show notes. Yes, exactly. Okay, so in a nutshell, what we're aiming to do here is to move people away from trusting their gut. And we're hoping to move people towards collecting data, analysing data, and then making their decisions about whether to buy something, whether to do something on the quality of the science rather than perhaps the quality of the video, the production values of the TikTok video.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's almost a bit like giving a man a fish versus teaching a man a fish
0: or whatever that quote is. is you know. <laughs> it's a great one, yeah. I think that's what we're teaching people to do, hopefully. We're going to teach our listeners how to fish rather than just giving them a fish. We might give them a fish occasionally, but we'd like to teach them how to do it as well
1: yes because definitely if I hadn't learned a bit more about how to fish in this scenario I would probably still be sending you 10 videos a day whereas now it's more just like one or two
0: <laughs> but we still get chance to gossip though and I love that yeah same we might be honest now and say this is about our 15th attempt at this and we've worked out that we both need to be in the closet and that's when we get the best sound quality we've also found out lots of other things along the way such as when we're using clean feed we need to make regular saves because clean feed has a bit of a nice habit of xing us out and because we've done this so many times i have just realized that we haven't explained who we are so should we do that now (laughs) yeah didn't realize that either so go first tess
1: my name is tess or tessney and my background is in business my degree is in entrepreneurship and business marketing and i work currently in digital marketing i have always been super interested in creating fun advertisements and getting people to click links and shop websites which um, i think is great if you have a good product it's good for the environment but obviously that can be used I think a bit to our detriment as well and so it's fun I guess being able to spot these little things elsewhere.
0: Would you like to explain why you have your weird accent? Did I really say that? Yeah, are you saying mine's weirder than yours? I think yours is way (laughs) weirder than mine. I think people might think you're British but there's a bit of a twang. I did a speech recently and
1: a lot of people came up afterwards and they were very confused by my accent. They were like it sounds British but then you say something's really southern. (laughs) Um, which so makes it, sense. I live in Austin. Why have you got a British accent though? That's because of you. Just from <laughs> talking to me. Yeah. So we we lived in Wales until I was about twelve or thirteen so part Welsh and then well I consider myself completely Welsh but we've lived in America for quite a while now so I lived in Connecticut for 10 plus years been in Austin for 3 years so my accent really is a bit of a mix of of all 3 of those
0: perhaps you would tell our listeners about your name I know I'm biased I helped choose it but I do rather love your name and it's not a name that people hear very often
1: it's not and you know what's funny is I'm going to say something now that you used to say when I was little and I was so embarrassed by it but now I love it so when, when When I was little, we would go somewhere and I would say, my name is Tesney. And people would go, oh, that's a lovely name. And then you would say, it's Welsh for our little sunshine. And at the young age I was, I was like, "God, (laughs) mum, it's so embarrassing. Not tell people that. Um, Now it's my favorite thing. I think it's a unique name. And I like that it has this happy, positive meaning. So I love it.
0: Yes. Well, I do understand that because my parents gave me the middle name Angela and I can't bear it. So I, I understand. Names are a very personal thing, aren't they? But I think it has a lovely meaning. And by the way, I'm so sorry. If there are any Angelas out there, it's a great name. I hope you love it. And I just didn't quite like it so much for me. That's understandable.
1: Thank you. Not
0: Sorry, that not
1: that it's a bad name, but you've, you've every right to not totally love all elements of your name. I yeah. got quite lucky, though. I like all mine now.
0: Oh, good. I did a good job, there then. In case it wasn't clear, I think by mentioning that I was 50% of the people who chose your name, your dad being the other 50%, then clearly I'm your mum. And we're doing this podcast together. You're bringing the... T- TikTok social media expertise and hopefully I'm going to provide more of the science side of stuff because I've been teaching anatomy and physiology for yikes more than 30 years to anybody who'd listen mostly college students science majors healthcare majors nursing students PT PA students so between us we think that we can approach these TikTok videos and their analysis from the two perspectives yeah that's
1: crazy I didn't know you've been teaching for 30 years oh my
0: gosh and I didn't mean to say it out loud and now you've just reset it this is just terrible although the fact that you're well into your 20s kind of gives it away how old i would be all right i think that that's enough for today we won't move into a content discussion now But we are going to be talking very soon about things like whether you should change up your exercise routine depending on where you are in your menstrual cycle, cortisol and bellies, all sorts of interesting things. So we're going to sign off now. You can hang out and go straight to the next episode or come back another time. But we do hope you will join us again. Yeah, we hope to see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.